0: Academy and physiology. Uh well, I took medical terminology, to chemistry, to physics. Physics is math and science, but like I really fucked with science, biology, just science in general. Like I was a big science nerd.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I was what? like US history and government. That was my that was my favorite part. Did you
0: say US history?
1: Yeah, like US history and government, yeah
0: so you're
1: a historian, you'd be like trying to figure out shit that used to happen and shit. History is dope because mm-hmm. um in the in the long run, like it always
2: repeats itself. So that's yeah. I think especially especially if you don't pay attention to it. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> like that's what's so dope about it.
2: <clears throat> yeah, and you're a history no. buff too, ain't
0: you, Eric?
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm history all the way. Especially US history, specifically mm-hmm. uh 19th and 20th century. But also geography. Like, it's funny, like, I learned geography initially, like, through sports. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I would hear, like, all these city names, and then I'd be like, okay, well, where is that? And then, like, trying to figure out, like, where it was in relation to other sports cities. Like, mm-hmm. Sacramento, I've never heard of that before. And then go look it up, and like, oh, by dope. San Francisco. Right, so.
0: Fun fact, I wanted geography be when I was a kid. Elementary school, I believe it was fourth grade, but I didn't make it to the nationals. It was just the locals. <laughs> because <laughs> they had me take the test to do the national one. they was like yeah no, nah, you ain't make it
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, nah we ain't fucking with NPS over
0: here <laughs> right I was at uh, McNair Elementary School bro I was I floated through that motherfucker yeah.
2: floated yeah, yeah, yeah we can go ahead and get started Welcome to episode 161 of Technical File Podcast, the sports podcast. You never knew you did it. And we black.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, aka ass catch him, aka Mr. Give it to give me. Give it to me. <laughs> Good try. Good try. give it to you. Pause. <laughs> I
2: am the Eric J. Only known as. The Eric J. Uh, and not joining us this week is the real life T. Lockhart, the girl next door, holding it down for all the women that love sports. I always forget to say her name. name. Yeah. So yeah. we're going we're going. Um.
0: Yeah, go ahead, kid. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> <and it's funny. laughs> <laughs> um. Damn. All right. It's your boy K Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The everyday gentleman.
2: 24-7.
1: But better known as k Take, that take, take that, that. take that. Y'all trying. to community <laughs> therapy. <terrible. Come back.
0: laughs> I was trying to get you a little life dog. you little yeah. take that. Take
1: that. Y'all trying. We, we just started the
0: game. <laughs> hey, bubble rust, bro. Bubble Bubble rust. Bubble rust. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you can follow us uh, at www. Dot technical file.com. That is our website that you go on, you can peruse and follow us on our social medias as well at Technical File on Instagram and the Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook on, at Technical File Podcast, which is our Facebook page, and Mosey on over Technical File Pod Overtime, which is our Facebook group where you can join in with the listeners, fans, and the fam. And don't forget to put the K on that motherfucker. I'm right. um Well, like I can say every week, man, if you guys enjoy being a part,
1: of this amazing Tech TechFile fam. Um, share with everyone you know. Your mama, your daddy, your granny, your uncle, your cousins, everybody. Cousin Pete, all of them. Share with everybody. We don't grow without y'all. And Otis, we black. And Cletus, And, and we, we black.
2: black. <laughs> there you go. Uh, TechFile Challenge, you got one?
1: Um, Let me see. I have not put it. No, I do not have one. When do you have one? My I six. do
2: but uh first off um we did post the tech file challenge on our insta earlier today uh we got a couple a couple responses uh, for signature dishes um mm-hmm. so far it looks like it's all dudes but which is cool um so at Aunt boss said shrimp and grits cereal okay. sensei said cinnamon toast crunch uh that's <laughs> on brand for sure right exactly <laughs> Uh Triple T said uh chicken spaghetti. Okay. Sam be trying to get
0: Sam to do that. Well get your name taken dude. Do she don't fuck with chicken and spaghetti. I'd like, dude, we can have some fried chicken.
2: I'll make some spaghetti, you know. No, okay, he spaghetti. didn't say chicken and spaghetti. He said chicken spaghetti.
0: Chicken spaghetti. Oh, with chicken
2: spaghetti meat. With chicken. Yeah. Mm.
1: chicken
0: meat. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought you were doing like chicken and spaghetti, bro. You said chicken spaghetti, kind of threw me off. Liam. okay, I ain't gonna not because I ain't tried it, but this is you know. with chicken Hey. <laughs> I wasn't sure, like you know, I heard ground beef, ground. I ain't never had no spaghetti with no chicken meat.
2: Why <laughs> oh, you keep saying chicken meat? Uh, 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 just, you know. it does say grilled steak.
1: Okay. All right, I'll see you out here.
2: Um, so, like, my idea for a uh, challenge was uh, post, like, your favorite – well, I'll let you choose. Either post your favorite piece of sports memorabilia. So, like, the best piece of sports – I don't know, merchandise or whatever that you own. Like, maybe you caught a foul ball or you got a signed picture mm-hmm. or some shit. Oh, or okay. post your favorite jersey, your, your favorite throwback jersey. Oh,
1: okay. Okay, okay yeah. Okay.
2: I like them. Your favorite member video. Yeah, pick or one, or one. But yeah, we can go with either one. No, yeah. pick one cuz we got the graphics. Hmm. Y'all got to pick one.
1: Oh, we got to pick one? Oh. Yes. Sure. Um
2: <laughs> I would say your favorite throwback, throwback jersey. Yeah, throwback. Throwbacks. Mm. Yeah. All right, there you go. Favorite throwbacks this week. There we go. Post but a don't... picture, tag us in it, please. In um And share the show. Um, I still got my uh,
0: Jim Talmey jersey. I think I got my Jim Talmey around
2: here somewhere. I mean, you don't have to own the jersey. You can Google it if you. For all I care, um, <laughs> <laughs> but wherever you find podcasts, you can find us. That includes Apple Podcasts,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Google Podcasts, yes,
1: mm-hmm.
2: SoundCloud, okay. Indeed, Stitcher, Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. iHeartRadio. <laughs> Himalaya. <laughs> like a player. Wooshka, Wooshka. No. And wherever you are listening to this episode <laughs> right now, while there, make sure that you like, subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars are better. It helps us, and we appreciate I, it. Indeed. And we black. We black. Um, We do not have the top listening cities this week. Um, I think we'll be able to pull it together and post it on our socials later this week. Um, but we just want to send a special shout out to the point guard. Um, as you've noticed so far, she is not here with us. Uh, she had a death in the family. So, uh, thoughts and prayers to her and her loved ones. Um, sir. there you and get back. Definitely. All right. Let's get into it. All right. So the biggest news story of the week, um, On Tuesday, both the Big Ten and the Pac-12 announced that they are canceling their fall football, well, their fall sports um, calendars um, and postponing everything, at least until the spring, with hopes to resume at that time. Um, The other Power Five conferences, which would be the ACC, SEC, and Big 12, have not made any announcements one way or the other so far, but it is... um, believed that the SEC and ACC at least are interested in trying to play. Um, Other non-Power 5 conferences that have canceled their football schedules include uh, the Mountain West and – crap, I didn't write down another one. So, (laughs) um, thoughts on college football cancellations and decisions to play or not play? The biggest –
0: thing is the money that's involved for the, these universities because <clears throat> a lot of the players said that they want to play, but you know they got their demands. They've been putting out the demands, what they want, how they want things to be handled, things like that. I think it's absolutely gross that they really only caring about the millions for the most part because they're not paying these players. Yeah, like if you really, 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 at the end of the day, if the players really want to play, mm-hmm. they said that they do. And y'all really want them to play. You will put the procedures and stuff like that in place. You guys have had time. All these schools and these conferences and everything, like that have had time. They've been watching. They've been waiting. They've had time. And now, all of a sudden, everybody all up in down is like, oh, my God, I don't know what's going on or why this is happening. Y'all have had months. Y'all have seen the professional leagues do You've seen what has and has not worked for months. And now, all of a sudden, it's all up in arms. Now it's y'all turn. So now, if you think it'll get postponed, well, y'all could have been trying to figure out bubble sites. If y'all was gonna go do conferences, y'all could have figured out the regional thing. If y'all wanted to do that way, y'all could have figured out the college football playoff just in case. Y'all
2: have had time to do all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've had five months, almost to the day. Like today <laughs> is August 11th, and I, yes. I believe Rudy Gobert tested positive on March 11th. So, um, yeah, they've had time. They've mm-hmm. printed it away. Um, can you get any thoughts? I I
1: don't understand like how you would be able to play football in this pandemic. Like if we're supposed to like truly social distance. Like I don't see like a real like way to properly do that. And then if it's not safe enough for the for the kids to or for the students to come back, you know, to campus and stuff for school, then how can we make a decision for them to
0: play football? I've been saying that. Like, that. It don't make no sense at all that, oh, no, they can't come back to class, but y'all can get on the field with yeah. more people. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, it's, it's wild to, like I said, the players said that they want to play. And then if that's the case, they have these demands. Mm-hmm. It's not like the NCAA doesn't have the money to meet them, but they're going to lose out on going eight to nine figures. <laughs> yeah.
2: Where... Well, just to give just to give context to what you're saying, so um, on I believe Sunday, <clears throat> big name college football athletes started uh, tweeting out "We want to play" um, as a hashtag on Twitter. Um, it later came became obvious uh, that they had actually formed like a, a student athlete group um, that, like you said, issue a list of demands. Um, well, not demands, but things that they want to get out of the NCAA. Um, And they included um, that they want to play football this season. Um, They also want to establish universal mandated health and safety procedures and protocols to protect college athletes against COVID-19 among all conferences throughout the NCAA. Um, They also want to give players the opportunity to opt out and respect their decision. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to guarantee eligibility whether a player chooses to play this season or not um they want to use their voices to establish open communication and trust between players and officials ultimately create a college football players association and they want representative or i guess they are representative of the players of all five power five conferences um so it's kind of like a student a student coalition um a union yeah like they're trying to unionize essentially which um college athletes attempted to do a couple years ago, and that movement failed. Um, This is also separate from the name, name, images, and likeness uh, bills that are going through, uh, which would also add a layer to this, but essentially they're they're trying to use their collective power to get stuff out of the NCAA, which they've been reluctant to give Mm. Mm -hmm. before.
0: So it'd oh. be, uh, this will, again, be interesting then where, where this goes. Because even still, let's say spring comes around. Let's say they, do, they don't do anything like they haven't been really. Like I would I would think that they would be smart enough to start putting some shit in play or start getting some plans rolling or have started something already. By the looks of it, it does not look like it. But <laughs> I would think by the spring that they would have something in place where they can try to do a bubble site thing if that's what they're trying to do they really want to make the seasons go. If they really try to, the only thing that's working right now is bubble sites. So really, you really should try to incorporate that. If that's truly what you want to do, like even MLB, like, okay, look, we going not took too many swings. We're going to miss the lot on this shit. Uh, we're going to try to get the bubble site for the playoffs. Like this, is the only Jump thing up. that's going to work. Jump. Oh, my, <laughs> but, my bad, but, but yeah. they have to, they have to, that's the only way this is going to happen.
2: Yeah, like I feel like this is like we said they've had five months to prepare for this essentially, um, and they haven't done anything. I feel like their whole uh, strategy has just been pray that it goes away. <laughs> but that's how we have to make a decision on things. Um, like they haven't put any protocols in place. Like they haven't um, come up with any contingencies. Like they have waited to the last minute to make all the decisions so far. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like even the decisions that they're making now is just kicking the can down the road about four months. Um, And given the trend um, nationally right now, I don't think that spring sport, uh, I don't think that the environment by the spring will be conducive (laughs) to um, holding all these sports and take into account that if you're postponing fall sports to the spring, what does that mean for spring sports?
0: Exactly. That's a, that was my next thing. I'm like, okay, so what about all the spring sports? Y'all just going actually? winter and spring together? sports?
2: Because <laughs> you, I, I don't think that the infrastructure is in place to hold all sports seasons within like a four month window.
0: So yeah. that's wild. That's, yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. That's doing too much. That's doing yeah. a lot, man. Definitely. We'll see how it plays out, though.
2: Um, So as I mentioned, uh, the Mountain West Conference has canceled their fall football schedule um, that came on the heels of Mountain West players um, being the latest group to unite and outline demands for competition, um, which is separate but similar to the We Are United, We Want to Play group. Um, Also in college football news, Um, separate from everything else, Colorado State (laughs) has suspended uh, football activities following allegations of racism and verbal abuse by their coaching staff. Um, One thing that we haven't mentioned on here thus far um, is that the University of Iowa is also under investigation for similar allegations. Mm -hmm. Um, Or racism? Yep. Uh, They've had numerous ex-players come out and say that they were treated uh, in a racially insensitive manner, um, to put it lightly. Um, So yeah, like on top of everything else, uh, we get racism in college football being exposed. So, you know. 2020 gone 2020. At this point? Shit. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, NFL, we have some shitty news. Um, So... The Washington football team uh, released running back Darius Geis on Mm, Friday, I believe, uh, after he was arrested and charged with uh, domestic violence. Um, He actually had three separate domestic violence calls uh, to his house, uh, one on February 14th. So, happy Valentine's Day to that, young lady. March 13th and April 17th, um, he was charged with one count of strangulation and three counts of assault and battery. He also was charged with one count of destruction of property, um, and he was later released on $10,000 bond. Um, The team statement after they released him read, This afternoon we learned that there were multiple charges filed against Darius. Upon review of the nature of these charges and following internal discussions, we have decided to release Darius immediately. Um, I don't know if you guys have read through what he's accused of, but it is... I seen gross, when yeah. The like news was breaking, <clears throat> and I was like, I don't. I,
0: when I seen the council, I was like, I don't even know if I want to go down that rabbit hole, man. It's yeah, it's
2: yeah at one point, I don't remember which one it was, I think it might have been the first instance on uh, Valentine's Day, but he strangled that woman to the point that she passed out. That's um, what? yeah, That's other correct. time, I think he shoved her to the ground, and I forgot what the third instance was, but. Yeah, no, I, I would be totally fine if that dude, one, never plays football again, but then also... Yeah, get him to fuck up. Yeah, basically, like, football is the least, uh, the least of what least I'm concerned about. Um, well, on, might as well knock out other NFL criminal activity. Um, Giants cornerback DeAndre Baker has been charged with four counts of robbery with a firearm, um, and that's stemming from an incident in May that also involved Seattle Seahawks cornerback Quentin Dunbar. Uh, while Dunbar will not face charges due to insufficient evidence, Baker is facing upwards of 10 years to life in state prison for each count. What is that's four captain, counts. Bro. So it's, yeah. Um, but just the day stuff. after Dunbar wasn't charged, he was removed from the NFL's exemptions. So, Which, I mean, still feels like he's probably involved in something if the dude he was with got hit with four charges. But, you know. Yeah, Innocent it's until proven guilty, I guess.
0: <laughs> we ain't had no crazy. Well, no, the NFL usually does have some news. I was like, I said, I was hoping that the NFL could have been quiet this whole time, like, mm. but man, this is somewhat.
2: And this isn't to defend the NFL, but like, when you have so many players that are all you know, Different like, the numbers just aren't on your side, like, the fact. Oh, excuse me. Different situations. Um, You know, they have, I don't know, over a thousand players where if the NBA has like 250, you know, like, so trying to keep track of all those dudes at one time, like you're not going to be able to keep everybody in line. But still, football's a privilege. Um, So some news that broke today is that uh, the NBA is planning to name – Uh, bubble player, uh, player of the year. I don't know what exactly you're calling it, but all-bubble team and the best player in the bubble. Um, so for the these eight seeding games. Huh? <laughs> yeah, basically, bubble MVP. <laughs> uh, so I ask you guys, uh, who is your bubble MVP thus far? Devin Booker.
0: <laughs> that motherfucker, duh. He been just... Yeah, and defeated. Yeah. yeah. 70 Yeah. They got one more. They yeah. got one freaking more game. And the Suns so it's funny, they uh they got this fantasy slate thing where you can kind of uh you guess what the event was will be, and if you get it right or wrong, you can get some money at the end, depending on your streak or whatever. Hmm. And one of the questions was which team will make the will be the eighth seed in the playoffs? <laughs> right. And honestly, I picked the Suns. I think they actually make it. Like the Cinderella run and keep on rolling. They've been like and Devin Booker has been like, no, nah, bro, I need all of this.
2: <laughs> that actually brings me to my next question. Um, so we'll roll right into bubble tea. But uh Bubble T. Tim already said he he thinks it's Phoenix. So, Ken, who do you have? Uh, well, one, who do you have playing in the play play in game? Like, so who finishes the season at eight? Who finishes at nine? And then we got one. In. Like, what? One more. Who is your player of the bubble so far? I'm, I will also. I'll get to it. <laughs> I appreciate it, but I got it. <laughs> Dude, gonna come like Carlton, try to steal the and shit. <laughs> we on the same team.
0: You <laughs> <been> Share. Um. <laughs>
2: Do we know? <laughs> what what
1: what seat is Portland right now?
2: Uh Portland is currently in ninth. Um so Memphis only has to win one of their last two games. Okay. To uh clinch at least ninth place. Okay. Uh, which means that they qualify for the play in berth. But their last two games, I know they played Milwaukee in their last game and I forget who they're playing today. Um, but it's not an easy
0: They're not gonna walk through them, uh... Yeah, no. walk through Oh. Like, it's actually a high possibility they might lose both
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Memphis, Actually Memphis lost to Boston today So okay. If they can beat Milwaukee Which I mean like maybe they can Because their head coach was a Bucks assistant And I don't know if the Bucks will play their full Squad in that last game um, yeah. But given the way they've been playing They need to
0: <laughs>
2: Man
0: We'll get there when we talk about them um, but
1: Portland for sure, and I don't know. Tim got me going trying to get the Suns in there now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Portland and the Suns. That would be that'll
2: be a, a nice game, though. Mm-hmm. So just a reminder for how the play-in works. So the eighth and, the eighth and ninth uh, seeds play each other in the first mm-hmm. game. If the eighth seed wins, then they're in and okay. it's over. If the ninth seed wins, then they play another game, and then that winner goes on to play – I mean, goes on to be the 8th seed. Okay. So, Phoenix can finish, I believe – actually, they're they're in a three-way tie right now. But Portland mm-hmm. is playing currently, so they can pull a, a half game ahead if they win tonight. Nice.
0: I and think they're playing Dallas currently. Eight spot. I really do.
2: Yeah, so right now Memphis – Portland and Phoenix are all thirty three and thirty nine, um, yeah. So, and San Antonio is thirty two and thirty eight.
0: San Antonio been hooping too. Yeah, <laughs>
2: they've been hooping
0: too. Like, alright. y'all can't even
2: bubble to play. All right. I honestly wouldn't hate it if they just pivoted at the last minute and just said, "Fuck it, it's a four way uh, <laughs> tournament." Oh, whatever.
0: Well, like all, all these way. teams should have
2: a shot. Yeah, like. What eight plays 11, nine plays 10, and then the winner of those two games plays play each other.
0: That would be a nice little curve. Yeah. I mean, they all deserve it, it'd, it'd be, be unfair tough. as fuck, but I, I still
2: think they should have this.
0: I mean, shit, yeah, they did all this for Zion,
2: they did. And then they <laughs> proceed to shit the bit
0: <laughs> for them to go down there and play them five minutes a game, bro. <laughs> Some of them, they still resting them. what? What? Bro, what are we here for? Why y'all here? What are y'all here for? How you gonna be off for five months and then some muscle, he's still arrested. What? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: He the only nigga that can't see the bubble fatigue. He's
0: <laughs> like,
2: dude. Hey, man, he got knocked off that bubble rust. That'd be good. He, he can't, can't win five minutes a game? <laughs> Damn, you run more in practice.
1: He can't even warm up in five minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> shit, a drill in practice is longer than you've been playing? Like, god dang, dude.
2: Uh, he, he he gonna get there. All right, so you said Portland and uh Portland and Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, Portland. Yeah, that's what I'm rooting for too. Like, no, no disrespect to Memphis, but especially after Jaron Jackson got hurt, I think uh, what's name? Tys Jones. I think he's hurt. He's out too. Oh mm-hmm. man. Like, yeah, I, he is out. I feel like Phoenix and Portland would give LA the best series. Hmm. Exactly. Okay that's that question around Ken. Like, who are you more concerned about facing round one, if you're concerned at all? Portland for sure. Portland. See that. Cause Dame, that nigga dog. That <laughs> 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 no. Oh yeah, we'll get to that fella.
1: Oh, well, no parts of that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no parts. I'm mm-hmm. straight. All
0: right.
2: Yeah. I'm I, like I said. I'm rooting for that too. I think. Portland probably gives us the better series with uh, L.A.
0: They Mm -hmm. got a balance on that team, bro. Like, they got some – they got. They can match it. Portland got a nice squad against L.A. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want them to see (laughs) – I I wouldn't want to see Portland either.
2: Yeah, (laughs) because I think Dame is uniquely situated to give L.A. problems. Duh. Um, Yeah. The only thing he is they don't through. have wings and they especially don't have wing defenders but the way Dame has been playing the way Gary Trent Jr. has been playing Dog. getting Nurkic and Collins back and then Melo is still who? he's still got Melo and CJ like they got they have a squad Hassan Whiteside, White-side the for, you know, for what he does like
0: Mario Hazonia probably gonna try to shit on the Lakers
2: <laughs> just because he should should get no minutes um,
0: I was just watching the play earlier when the, uh, I said he
2: shouldn't get oh yeah you know he um, will, though. though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. So hold, fingers crossed, we get Portland and LA first round, but we'll see. Um, so, as Tim asked, who's your who's your bubble MVP? Bubble MVP so far?
1: Um, <laughs> it's hard. Anthony Davis. This. <laughs>
0: what this? <laughs> what? You said fourteen point Davis.
1: Yeah, B. There's three oh, or four Lakers.
0: Eight shots off in a loss? How you only shoot eight times? You're supposed to be the second superstar. Who? Now, if it was any, if it, any other star, any other star, they did even line up. You get shot eight times.
2: Shit, uh, What's uh, Chris Middleton would get l- uh, lit up. Lit that, up. That
0: and he'd be shooting 12 to 13.
2: We like man. Or something special here. The Lakers are three and four in the bubble. Like He, shouldn't, he don't <laughs> qualify for bubble MVP.
1: At bro, we, uh, we trying to get the rest off. Y'all chill out, bro. Y'all, Wait, y'all you take chill. him that's over fine. TJ Moore? No. No, TJ Moore cooking. So
0: how he your MVP? <laughs>
1: I'm just being an asshole, bro. You,
0: you acting like uh, a Lego fan pushing <laughs> the wrong MVP again. Hey. <laughs> 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 oh, goddammit. At least you get over MVP shit.
2: <laughs> if you do, that's the only uh, trophy they getting. Uh, damn.
0: damn.
2: On, it's been rough for the Bucks too. <laughs> but like they, 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 they like yeah, win. no, I'm not. I'm not pushing like, not saying Bubble MVP, even though he been getting this shit off.
1: Yeah.
2: The the it's the role players that aren't coming to play. But um. Yeah, no, uh, I think I, I don't know. It's either Book or T.J. Warren. I, I think I'm leaning Book because they they're undefeated.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Warren got clamped up by Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy got <laughs> it all the smoke.
2: He was waiting. So somebody remind me, like I know that Jimmy and TJ Warren got into it earlier this year and they were a fight. Like didn't Jimmy called him like garbage or something, I think. Like Jimmy was disrespectful in the postgame. I, I know that much. Mm. I just don't remember what exactly he said. But I'll look it up. You can keep going. Jimmy don't fuck. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy ignorant. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> That's that Marquette. The right. best.
0: Okay. Indiana's starting to look a little scary though. But Warren stepping up like that, Brogdon finally coming back. He dropped 21 his first game back. i like, okay, Brogdon's still out here. They got Depot, you know. They're they missing Sabonis big time because they ain't got nothing in the paint. <laughs> but
2: the paint. also, that's part of the reason why I feel like TJ Warren is getting off because they're playing him mostly at the four. And yeah, they just went he's small. the floor. <clears throat>
0: I mean, but he's – I mean, again, he's been efficient, though. It ain't like he's been
2: – No, I'm I'm not saying it like he – I'm just saying like he benefits from Sabonis not being there because, one, he gets more touches, and, two, he moves up to a position where he can exploit mismatches. Mm-hmm. Fair enough.
0: Which is smart move. And he's a budget.
2: coaching. Yeah. Which, again, we'll get to later because uh, he's on the hot seat, apparently. <clears throat> Actually, you know what? We'll get to it now. Um, so, Jeff Van Gundy and Zach Lowe uh, had a conversation on the Low Post podcast in which they said that a hot rumor that's been going on all season and has seemed to pick up steam within the bubble is that Nate McMillan is on the hot seat. Um Van Gundy said he had two people come up to him since he's been down in Orlando and say Nate McMillan is in trouble. Um, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, like the Pacers have overachieved the last two years, um, but they did. They did. <clears throat> so Zach Lowe said that's been the hottest rumor all season, and what you've heard in Orlando has been going around all season. Um, but let me be clear: it is just a rumor. I don't know if it's true. When you talk to people around the Pacers, they say it's not true. Where did you hear that from? So somebody's putting it out there that they might get fired, but Indiana claims it's not coming from them, which means.
0: Again, it, it would be wild that he's on the hot seat at all. <laughs> Seeing as what he's been able to work through when both of his stars, all three of his stars have been hurt in the last two seasons and they've still made playoffs and they've still made pushes and they've pushed to game sevens. Like it's, it's not like they've been garbage, but I mean, he's been worried what he had to work with. He's found and they helped develop some stars on that squad too. Like yeah. he working with what he got and Y'all still ain't got nobody in the post. <laughs> I saw the Sabonis. Sabonis was a star that y'all found. Y'all got him. Yeah, okay. Y'all developed him. But, I mean, the Pacers have been hurt. And he's been doing a great job. So, I, yeah. that's weird.
2: I, I, I hate to take it here, but, you know, like, it's my it's my lane. Uh, but let's juxtapose the fact that Nate McMillan has been a successful head coach everywhere he's been. Seattle, mm-hmm. Portland, now Indiana. Yeah. Uh, again, getting his teams to overachieve greatly. Like, this bubble is no exception. Like, they're, what, 6-1 and one in the bubble or something like that? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, like, he just coaches teams to win. Like, it may not be pretty, and it definitely isn't because they play a whole <laughs> – they play, play retro league, basketball, bro. which is <laughs> just, like, clamp down defense and a bunch of mid-range, but the shit works. So, <laughs> I don't get it. But then, like, you, you put that up against somebody like Jim Boylan, who apparently – and they claim it's for financial reasons, but apparently the Bulls are likely to keep him on as a coach, even though he embarrasses the franchise constantly and is just bad at his job. Um, So, you know, you have a good to great black coach that doesn't get any opportunity um, despite having a track record of success. And then you have somebody that's demonstrated that they're incompetent, but they're white. Make it all the mm-hmm. chances in the world. Yeah. Like
0: this is world. Even having this discussion about McMillan.
2: <laughs> <sighs> it's gross. And like I'm not the biggest Mark Jackson fan. I'm definitely not a Jason Kidd fan, but the fact that those guys have at least had some success in building championship teams, like I don't know how much. <laughs> I don't know how much to attribute to them, but they at least built the culture up to for another coach to come in and put them over the top. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that they haven't gotten other opportunities to coach, whereas, like, you have retreads constantly come through, or, again, Jim Boylan's of the world, keep their job year after year. hmm Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Like, Luke Walton was one of the most sought-after coaches this past offseason, and he was terrible in L.A., and he's been terrible in Sacramento. Man,
0: they man. hate him in Sacramento. The fans over there in Sacramento,
2: I hate that, man. Like, hey, you I don't blame them. Like, I like the King squad last year. I like the way that they play. Like, they actually play to the strength of their players. Like, they play fast. Like, you have one of the fastest point guards, if not the fastest point guard in the league, and you're playing slow it down basketball? Like, that makes no sense. Like, run. And that proved to be successful last year. But he went counter to that. He benches his best shooter. Um, Like, it's just, I don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Anywho, ran over. Uh, um, (laughs) Back to the bubble. Um, So LeBron had an interesting quote, Ken. Uh, He was asked why the Lakers are struggling since they've been at Disney. And he said, and I quote, it's just some things that you can't control that's here that I really don't want to talk about that's off the floor, end quote. What does he mean? <laughs> I have no clue uh, are you are, uh, you, are, you, are I, you concerned about hearing stuff like that? From him
1: yeah because um, hes supposed to be the quote unquote you know glue of the squad the heart and soul and we you know he is like the captain of the ship right now and for him to you know bring up something like that plus he hasn't played really that well. I'm not going to say play well, but he hasn't played to the standards standard. for LeBron. Yeah, LeBron James, you know. Since it's LeBron been LeBron James. Yeah, the team just hasn't really – we haven't jailed at all. You can tell, like, all right, like, it hurt us not being together for these, you know, past few months. So, I don't know. We're going to get I, it
2: together. I do feel like LeBron is the master at controlling his own narrative. Um, like we've talked about it, you know, his MVP push about, you know, <laughs> I'm the old. Out of the beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I do feel like this is kind of setting things up. Like he, he's giving you a little nugget, but not telling you the whole story. So it's just like, oh, you know, we got some stuff that's happening off the floor. that I can't really talk. I mean, I ain't going to get into that right now, but just know, you know, like it's some stuff out of our control that we can't, you know, like it's, it seems a little bit of a, like an excuse. <laughs> But maybe, you know, it could be it could be the case. I don't know. I mean, I'm not there. It, it does sound a little
0: bit excuses. Like, you know, like, I mean, if everything was good behind the scenes, we'd be playing better. Well, why aren't if things good behind that. the scenes? Oh, I ain't going to get into that. <laughs> that is wild, but. Then why you bring it up? <laughs> hopefully, they can fix their uh, issues so we can get the um, the best basketball we can out of these teams. So we can fin- uh, finish this bubble out with these great games. There's been some good ass games, but I don't, I don't we don't need the excuses, bro. <laughs> you
2: know. And I mean like all of, I feel like all of the top teams, say for Toronto, have been kind of hit or miss during the bubble. Like so I'm not I'm not overly I wouldn't be overly concerned about the Laker fan. I'm not overly concerned as a Bucks fan, even though um Kyle Corbett had a quote that kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit last night. <laughs> um, but the Clippers haven't looked great so far. A lot of people are resting um, or, like, not running their full squad for full games. So, yeah, I think different teams have different priorities. Like, teams like Portland and Phoenix, like, they've had to go balls to the wall, like, mm-hmm. since the jump because, like, they, they're behind the eight ball. But teams that are locked in and know that they're going to be there for, you know, three months, like, they can kind of ramp up slowly. Um but you just want to make sure that you don't let bad habits seep in. You want to make sure that you, you know, like you round in the form at the perfect time. Right. Um, So the Kyle Corvett quote about the bucks I'm not sure what question prompted it, but it should be, it should stand alone on its own. Um, He said, all the things that I've been on, I've always found this is when there's a turning point for a team. That's what it means. You either take this and you move towards better, you move towards good, or you can go the wrong way. I'm not going to say that we are at that point, but we are certainly close. I believe in the character of our group. I think we have a bunch of guys who want to do the right thing. I believe in our culture, and I think we are going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, for now, I'm like, you've been running this league for a long ass time. If you're saying, like, <clears throat> this is an inflection point where you can either go completely downhill or you can turn around and make a run, like.
0: I said a lot. You're right. <laughs> That's saying a lot. Like, like what we seeing on the court has something to do with behind the scenes. Yeah. They ain't looking and, good. Ain't no excuses, bro. Like, no. figure the shit out. <laughs> figure this shit out. We'll go home. Yeah. yeah but that that the question was, uh what's the turning point? Do they feel like this is the turning point for the Bucks? And he said that.
2: Because that they haven't been the playing be well, like close. can they turn around from here?
0: hmm Or is this one of those moments where, yeah. Break a bus, bro You
2: you sound uh, like like, I'm
0: hoping we can Like What?
2: (laughs) (laughs) But we'll see Um, Now y'all know I love NBA Petty And uh, we finally got Our our first little Taste of uh, NBA Petty In the bubble So (laughs) Aaron Gordon And Kyle Lowry Got into it Um, Kyle Aaron Gordon Was going up for (laughs) Kyle Aaron (laughs) Gordon Was going up for a dunk Kyle Lowry Kind of like Took a reckless swipe at him, um, knocked him to the ground. He came up holding his knee. Uh, as they were walking to the bench time uh, Aaron Gordon called him a bitch a couple times. Kyle, Kyle Lowry could be, be seen mouthing the words. I'm in room 836. <laughs> you can find me wherever. Um, I don't know if anything happened, but, you know. Mm. I'll pay to see that.
0: I'll pay to see that. What they need to do. Is keep these mics hot and just give just the uncensored version, bro.
2: Let's How much, much would you pay for it if they say Shit, you how get How much
0: ESPN now? I think it's like ten dollars. League,
2: League pass unlimited, uncensored. They probably charge,
0: they probably charge like too hot for TV 35, 40 bucks, <laughs> a month.
2: dude. Yeah. League pass by itself is like <laughs> I don't know 100. See, I don't buy
0: pass, So that's catching traffic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying thirty forty dollars no nah, i, I paid no no no. i'm saying that's how much they're probably
0: charged but i don't know i probably have to do like a if they probably have a per game
2: thing i do that you yeah, know nah, like so like they um like right now they just have them on delay so like randomly throughout the game you'll get the audio dumped out um because somebody said a curse word that got picked up by the mic's Mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be way, that's going to be a much bigger problem during the playoffs. Like when people are like intense and every possession matters, like, yeah, it's going to be a lot of cussing. <laughs> a lot of cussing. Like, I don't know if they need to turn <laughs> the mics down or what.
0: The but, um, what's the what? name? Had it, uh, there they've been releasing footage of like their hot mics, uh, golf.
2: Oh, um, yeah, they've cussing like a one. I've been like, hey,
0: listen, I would watch <laughs> golf if y'all would just let this ride, I really would. At the end, one of them hit that butt. Look, you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. <laughs> I was like, man, you was pissed, bro. I, mean,
2: I, I would hey. definitely
0: watch golf. If I could hear them talking.
2: Hey, man, somebody that just took up golf, I understand, man. Like, <laughs> that should be like, it's fun, but it's frustrating as a motherfucker.
0: Yeah, and that's what it sounds like. Yeah, pure frustration was another one that I've seen. And I was like, no, I definitely would watch golf. If y'all just letting them fly like that, just keep them hot, Mike. I hear everybody quiet. Everybody dead ass quiet too. Like, why can't we hear this on a regular basis? Oh, y'all, y'all editing. No, no, no. Let it go. Just make sure you on the on the ready. And yeah, make sure you don't say that, baby. If you got kids, and don't say that. <laughs> well, I definitely watched that too.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, the the main event of the week was um, Dame Lillard against the Clippers. Oh, like, yeah. they yeah. stay ready. Like, that's one thing you can say. Like, whether it is rap beef, NBA beef, that nigga stay <laughs> ready. Yeah,
0: has stay wait,
2: bro. Huh? So
0: it's, He has somebody he- else coming for him.
2: They are. And I don't know why. Like, leave that man alone. <laughs> <laughs> he wants want all the smoke. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so at the end of the Lakers, not Lakers, the Clippers-Blazers uh, game. Which, by the way, like the Clippers tried to give the Blazers that game and they would not take it at all. Like they they didn't play Kawhi to start it. Then they pulled Paul George like five minutes to go. While the Blazers were leading, um, I think they were up by eight with like less than two minutes to go, wound up uh, losing in regulation. So, yeah, no. but like um, so Dame had a chance to tie up the game with seconds left, missed both free throws. Um, and Pat Beverly and first it was Pat Beverly and Marcus Morris, then Paul George jumped in, but they were like seen laughing and just like hooping and hollering all over the bench. Oh, like all no, over the bench. Game time. Ah, ha, ha. Like <laughs> just like Pat Beverly talks so much shit for a nigga that's not that good. Like <laughs> I
1: think it really good.
2: Man. You really not. Like you anyway, just hooping black dookies. Like that's it. Um <laughs> I'm trying to pull up the quote. I, I like it's not doing it for me, but essentially, like Dame was asked about it after the game. He's like, uh, You know, I take it as a sign of respect because I sent Paul George home before, I sent Pat Bev home before. Like, they know what I do in the clutch. So, for them to be talking, like, you know, yeah. they know what kinda, it is. Yeah,
0: that was kind of rough though, him missing both them free throws. That was a shocker, truth be told. Right, yeah. Like one, okay, maybe two, both of them. Oh, that was rough. But yeah, like you said, he stayed ready because mm-hmm.
2: he knew. Because then, coming. like, somebody, <laughs> <laughs> I think Bleacher Reporter, somebody posted his quote online on Instagram, and then Paul George was like, That's cool, we're gonna send him home this year. Mm-hmm. And Dane okay. was basically like, Uh, Dude, you keep hopping teams. Like some of us stay, some of us are built for the grind. Other one, other, some of us aren't, or some shit like that. Basically, like, bro, you yeah. just keep bouncing from team to team. Like, I'm, I'm here, I'm building shit. Like, you don't get to talk.
0: Flip-flip Which homie hopping? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a Paul George hot take. Like he, he is a good number two. But that man is not built to be a lead dog. So, I don't know why people treat him like he a superstar and all this other stuff. Like, his handle ain't that good. And he's he shrink. He who? Com- he, a a- he a complimentary piece.
0: Don't let him be the one running out to defend the last shot. <laughs> <laughs> At not- all. Because <laughs> that, bro, you said if Paul George is the one that the key running out to defend that last shot.
2: Yeah, they be dotting his eye. Just come no. home,
0: bro. That's going to be some spectacular-ass shot, bro, with great defense on that man. Because <laughs> he'd be right there. He'd be defending the shit out of the place, and they'd just be cashing that motherfucker. He'd be looking like, damn, dog.
2: <laughs> like, basically, what I'm saying is I'm I'm never scared rooting for a team that's going up against a Paul George team. Like, or at least like Paul George specifically. Like I'd be afraid of the Clippers, but that's simply because of Kawhi Leonard. That man is terrifying, but Paul George, like, I ain't worried about that dude. Oh,
0: you know joining a Ken bandwagon?
2: Hey, fuck him. I mean, it's not personal disrespect (laughs) to him. Like, it's just like for like his game, like he could hoop, but like I don't know. I guess he ain't a killer like that. He not.
0: Hmm. Fuck him. I fuck with Paul George. He ain't right.
2: He ain't quite Paul Pierce, but he, you know. Damn, Damn near. Very close. Um, But I was listening to a, a report that Chris Haynes put out Like right before we started recording But he's basically saying that Dame and Paul George Kind of got together and kind of squashed it Because apparently like their family members Are going at it online mm-hmm. Based off of oh. this um, Like I just looked it up and there's a headline that just says Damian Lillard's sister calls out Paul George For wife and a stripper Damn <laughs> Damn all right,
0: then. Yeah, no, we ain't got to go there. We ain't got to do that.
2: Right, let's keep this on court. Uh, where do we want to go? Um, former NFL puncher turned analyst Pat McAfee will be fighting Adam Cole at NXT TakeOver Triple X or 30. I don't know. Are 30. 30? Okay. Uh, on August 22nd.
0: <clears throat> well, no. I think it is true. I'm what take over? I think it is. I mean, it might be Triple X. I was just watching wrestling early. Anyways,
2: you said it so confidently. You had me well, thinking out. You've been
0: watching.
2: The Orgia of the beef happened uh, in March 2018, as McAfee, a lifelong pro wrestling fan, was announced as the special guest ring announcer for an NXT live event being held in his hometown of Indianapolis match involved the undisputed error taking on Cassius Ono and the Street Profits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat McAfee t- tweeted, <clears throat> it might be your show, but it's my... S- oh, no, sorry. Adam Cole tweeted first. He said, so we're supposed to care about Pat McAfee. is going to be there. Um, WWE NXT is my show. Just stay out of the way or stay home. Adam- hashtag Adam Cole, baby. Pat McAfee right. said... Hey. It might be your show, but it's my city. I'm your landlord, and if I ever met your mother, she's begging me to be your stepdaddy too, baby. Uh, <laughs> just hope Sunday doesn't turn into the night of your the night your chin meets a real super kid. Hashtag boomstick. Boomstick.
1: Hell no. That's hilarious. I see that
2: video. He can the shit out
1: of Adam <laughs> Yeah. So, I you was like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that was a clean ass punt. Like yeah, you put like, Randy Ortons oh to me. shame. Yeah. Oh that God. was
0: Thanks. that was nice. That was like but yeah. Adam Cole Cole. I if, it, mm-hmm. if it's gonna be anybody yeah. that walk off the street and hop into a wrestling ring and you wrestle mm-hmm. somebody and they gonna make you look good,
2: it's gonna be Adam Cole. And that's the thing, like people always get mad because like they keep putting um AJ Styles up against like people that can't really wrestle or WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But you know, so you keep pulling out good matches with him because, like, you put somebody, like, dudes like Adam Cole and AJ Styles, like, they could wrestle a broom and make it entertaining. So...
0: <laughs>
2: like, you, you ain't... going didn't like,
0: fight that motherfucker. <laughs> like, damn, bro, get, get his
1: ass. <laughs> the broom match. <laughs> Whoopee dude that. Like, swept the shit out of that motherfucker. <laughs> Whoop that broom ass, money. It might
2: have it might have been AJ Styles. Like, there was one wrestler that, re- that literally wrestled a blow-up doll. Like maybe Cole. Shit. It, it, it might have uh, been.
0: Okay, so. That sounds like some shit up his alley.
2: Yeah. Um, so that was the impetus uh for their feud before um Pat McAfee started working for WWE. Um but with the two feuding on Twitter, it was no surprise when WWE turned their beef into an angle, having McAfee cost Cole his match against Alister back Alister Black at an event in Indy. Um, Shortly thereafter, McAfee found himself getting a job at WWE, where he became a pre-show analyst for NXT TakeOvers. McAfee continued feuding with Cole, using his new platform to subtly uh, throw jazz at the Undisputed Era leader, uh, with Cole occasionally throwing them right back, such as insulting McAfee's Um, jorts. By 2019, with McAfee starting to host live watch-alongs with WWE pay-per-views, his beef with Cole was largely sidelined. Um, that is until a few weeks ago when McAfee invited Cole to be a guest on his show and Cole accepted. The interview seemed to be going fine with McAfee even putting over Cole's various accolades, but when Cole called himself the king of NXT and McAfee laughed, telling the defensive Cole that his success was mostly due to the era having his back, um, McAfee didn't. Fought Cole for creating the faction in fact he did quite the opposite telling the longest reigning NXT champion that it was a smart move because especially for you you're kind of small um, Cole took offense to the moment I mean to the comment and immediately began verbally assaulting McAfee as well as breaking a microphone and putting his hands on one of McAfee's producers. Um, Cole made it very clear that he was sick and tired of McAfee insulting him and left the set mid-interview. In Wait a minute,
0: because during that interview, Pat McAfee also said he was smart for surrounding himself with better talent than him. <laughs> <laughs> in that same sentence, he was like, "You know, you're kind of small." He's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> He's like, "You just called me small. Did you insult me like that." He was like, "Well, you know, you're smart." He's like, "That's, that's no knock on you. Like, you smart for surrounding yourself with talent, talented guys that are better than you." I'm like, "Damn, bro. Like, what the fuck?" <laughs> so he was he was spicy as a bitch. And he was like, fuck you. <laughs> 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 oh, my God was bad. Well, it was, like I said. I mean, like, began... granted,
2: I, I've seen, like, the conversation online where, like, I, when the clip went viral, like, people were like, is this real? I'm like, dude, like, I don't even have to watch this clip to know it is a work. <laughs> it was sold well. It was
0: sold really well. It, it was well done. It was well done. <laughs> it was well done. show was sitting there like, I'm not sure if this is a work or not
2: was <laughs> oh, so you was one of them people
0: yeah I was sure one of them I was like Hmm, bro, he throwing shit Fucking shit up
2: all right, all right. But yeah, McVie was on NXT I think that was last week And like yeah. Ken said, he punted the shit out of Out of Adam Cole
0: He kicked the shit, I was like, what? <laughs> but Matt, Pat McAfee is a big ass punter, bro Like, I, he don't, I know he's not a punter no more But he big as hell, I'm like, bro you That's was really good. You know, that like, he used kicking to like
1: all, bro. Duh, that was a pop the truck kick, bro <laughs> 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 you better, you better exit the city, my nigga. <laughs> gonna,
2: these bullets for the come to fly. <laughs> uh, Pat McAfee, that was the puncher that used to like tackle people, right?
0: Mm-hmm. He had like a big hit. I forgot who, who he hit, but he man, he you told somebody some, Uh, yeah. <laughs> he killed that man. He was geeked after. That. I was like, he's a big ass punter. He's not your normal size punter.
2: Um. No, he's not. And I don't know. Like, are you looking forward to it? You gonna? Is that making you any more like? I mean, I'm gonna
0: watch NXT because they still be doing their thing, man. So whatever NXT decides to do with a storyline, typically ends up pretty entertaining. Mm So I'm I'm definitely gonna check out. And it's a takeover. We already know how to get down for takeovers. They haven't disappointed yet.
2: I feel like this is the first celebrity match at a takeover, though, isn't it? I would imagine.
0: That I wouldn't know, but. I feel like it could be, it could be, but they may. And I feel like the like
2: the SummerSlam takeover is usually their biggest show of the year. So, like at that one time that you want to have like a celebrity match, like you can throw it in there. And again, like I said, you throw Adam Cole in there with him, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be entertaining at the very least. It's, it's and if hard. he kicked the shit out of him like he did on Wednesday, you know, <laughs> He'll kick him to the main roster, right to the main roster. <laughs> Uh, So I just want to send a shout out to the National Hockey League. Um, They announced that the second week of phase four testing has yielded zero positive results uh, from the coronavirus. Uh, The league hasn't had a single positive test since restarting its season inside the Toronto and Edmonton bubbles. Um, Just so for a little context, the the NHL has administered uh, 7,200 tests from August 2nd through the 8th. Um daily testing was conducted for members of each team's 52-person traveling party. Uh, along with the testing, the NHL has used a touchless biometric identification system that takes players' temperatures and tracks health information, as well as strict social distancing and cleaning protocols within hotels and arenas. So college football, NFL, MLB. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> come on now. They use the two cities. This is the level of uh, care that you need to take <laughs> in response to coronavirus. Yeah. Just, you know, saying, hey, players, don't be going out while you're don't- in your city or visiting another city. Don't, don't think casinos. it's you know, <laughs> Don't go to casinos. Don't go to strip clubs, Blue Williams. Don't go um, to your buddy
0: house. Like, come
2: on now. Like, you, sometimes you got to save people from themselves, essentially, is what it comes down to. Um, yeah. All right, so in some sad news, uh, Vikings linebacker Cameron Smith revealed on his Instagram that he will undergo open-heart surgery to fix a bicuspid aortic valve that he was born with. Um, Smith first discovered the heart defect after testing positive for COVID-19. Yikes. Damn. Yeah. So I'm, COVID actually probably saved this man's life. Um, yeah. He even went on to say that it really is a blessing that we found this as my heart is severely enlarged and I wouldn't have lasted much longer. So Wow.
0: Well, I mean, that is a blessing in disguise. Sorry that you yeah. got COVID, but I'm glad you found this the de- defect, that you can work on it.
2: Yeah. Um, I can't think of a good segue from there, so I'm just going to say. Uh, breaking news, Damon Lillard dropped another 50 today.
0: Yeah, but I'm sitting there looking, that's why I keep kinda of peeking over. I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro. Like, his, like
2: that? the number just
0: kept going up.
2: I looked over, it was thirty two.
0: Then I look again, it was thirty nine. <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro. Like
2: Yeah, it's so tied it's tied at one seventeen. They're starting overtime now. I think. Oh no, it's TNT overtime. So it's five minutes left in the um in the fourth quarter. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a good game. Shit, fucking uh, Porzingis was hooping, bro. Like, Cats forgot he was considered a unicorn. He was just pulling from three, bro. Like, just smacking them up. I think he had, like three in a row. I'm like,
2: dog. Can I just say, mm-hmm. and I know how I felt about him, but Luca is cold. He cold, bro. <laughs> yeah. he, he undeniable. He cold, I, and Maybe. I never had a per- a problem with him personally. No, he said that he was good, but, like, the way that the media has crowned his ass before he even played a single second of NBA basketball, I'm like, y'all just hyping him up, like, to be the great white hype. Like, that's what it felt like, because it was all white media, like, he's the greatest player of all time, and he's going to win championships, and at 19, like, he's still better than, like, like they want to put him in, like, the top 20 players in the NBA, like, before he played a game. Like, it's like, let him, let him go first, like, chill. Dude.
0: You can argue he top
2: five. Oh no, he's definitely top five now. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. Undeniable. Like yeah. like, granted, like that was probably the best play, the best game that he's played as a professional as an NBA player um against the Bucks the other day. Like yeah, Logan,
0: bro.
2: I don't even remember his stat line. I know yeah, like 19 assists and 14 rebounds, I think 39 points or something like that. Yeah. He didn't like some the of the pa- like the passing is just unreal. Just, um, bro, like the shit that he saw. I'm like, bro, how the fuck he... Get
0: that there, like needle threader, Hall of Fame, like jeez, dog, like I don't know where he just behind the back
2: pass into a cat over in the corner across the court, dude. He nutmegged what? first. He nutmeg Giannis, like yeah, he nutmegged him, so he like, threw it through his legs, like for an assist. Then, like in overtime, with his left, he's driving, goes through behind his back through his legs, like bounce pass to a cutting <laughs> cleaver, like what the. F- what you supposed to do with that like I'm just just setting him up I I wasn't even mad after that game that's one of the ones you just gotta tip your cap be like you got it truth (laughs) be told he made hooping with him look easy, bro like (laughs) he he had he had Wes Matthews dancing like the whole night (sighs) that that man is cold 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 and he only 19 he is
0: 21 years old are you 21 now yes oh shit (laughs) <laughs> he grew up on a motherfucker. Back up at your <laughs> fast.
2: <laughs> thank you, Duch. <sighs> uh, thank you. Oh um, <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh that man's cold. So I'm actually kinda I don't know. Like we'll see. Like he it looks like his first round matchup is gonna be against the Clippers. So that'll be a true test, cause four games against, you know, playoff P and Kawhi.
1: We'll see how cold you
2: are But Giannis even He says he's like One of the most talented players He's ever played against So That's high respect Coming from the From the Soon to be two-time MVP Speaking of which The NBA has announced The finalists for their End of season awards Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'll read off the finalists We don't have to get too far into it But just tell me who your picks are Um (laughs) So, for most improved player, the finalists are Bam Adebayo, Luka Doncic, and Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Anybody? Ingram. Um, Brandon Ingram. I'm going be a prisoner of a moment. I'm going to say Luka.
0: <laughs> well,
2: I mean, come on. Man. He was already good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You let him like, go.
2: Like, well, that's, he, that's the thing. Was I was already- like... He was Um, already cold, but he went from, like, regular cold to, like, MVP candidate. Like, Super Saiyan. Right. (laughs) Which I feel like is a harder jump to make than pretty good player to All-Star. i give you that. Um, But Luca did say he asked um, on the most approved player voting, like, who votes for this? And Townsend said, well, 100 of us, including me. And Lucas said, take me off the list and put Devontae Graham on there. I don't deserve to be on there. So he's hmm. saying, like, I don't deserve to be on the most improved player of the list. Like, you should put somebody like Devontae Graham, which he has a point. Because, like, Devontae Graham increased, like, all of his averages at least two or three times. Hmm. Um and he was balling. Like, he went from a barely an NBA player to solid starter. Yeah, a couple 30, 40-point games,
0: didn't he?
2: Yeah, he was hooping, especially to begin the season. Like I know by the All Star break, like he was kind of on that that bubble a little bit. Like, hey, maybe he should get some consideration. But
0: that's because mm-hmm. uh, Rozier was hurt, so he had to play for him, right? Because he was yeah. hurt at the beginning of the season. Wasn't he, Terry? Maybe I don't know. I don't remember. Or Charlotte?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? But no, <laughs> but that's no, he wasn't bad getting his shit bad. off. Um, but yeah, my real vote is probably Brandon Ingram from that group. Hmm. Um, NBA Coach of the Year Mike Budenhoser Billy Donovan Nick Nurse I got Nurse
0: Yeah uh, how about Yeah i saying, yeah, nurse, is, nurse No 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 I'm going with Billy Donovan Because OKC's been I mean granted I know Toronto But I'm going with Billy Donovan Okay uh,
2: Six man of the year We have two Clippers So Montrez Harold Lou Williams And Dennis Schroeder
0: Let's go get I'm a, Yeah, I'm going to go Schroeder He's been a big part of Rod OKC. Has been doing what they've been doing, coming off the bench.
2: Yeah. Even though he's averaging more minutes per game than Giannis. I'm, I'm going to go
0: through <laughs> Getting the <laughs> Ginobili on, bro. <laughs> so that yeah, man, he's basically a, a To the game, bro. Like, come on, dog. You might as well have started
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he essentially is a star. Um Defensive player of the year. Nope, I'm going to... Say that rookie of the year: Ja Morant, Kendrick Nunn, and Zion Williamson. I got Ja. Ja all day. Ja. Oh. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year. We have Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, and Giannis Adedeko. I'm going
0: Giannis.
2: Ad. (laughs) It's funny he would be saying that. You know he don't even believe it. He don't even believe Giannis. Uh, and then MVP, James Harden, LeBron James, or Giannis Adetacumbo.
1: LeBron, yeah. No, no. I'm
2: no. <laughs> uh, going with Giannis. Yeah. Giannis. Yeah. So we'll get the. So they're not doing the NBA awards this year. Um, The awards will be announced on TNT throughout the playoffs. Okay. That's dope. Yeah. That's cool. Kind of going back to what we had previously. Um, but yeah, I fuck with it. Um, <laughs> speaking of TNT, Draymond Green was fined uh fifty thousand dollars for his tampering comments on Phoenix Star Devin Booker. <laughs> he
0: knew that was coming.
2: <laughs> he, he did. <laughs> I, I think he tweeted in response to it, just like had a laughing emoji. Um, but he was on TNT's uh studio show, and they were talking about Phoenix, and he said, "Get my man out of Phoenix. It's not good for him. It's not good for his career." End quote. Um. Ernie Johnson then asked him if that was tampering and he's like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is. Like, you know it is, bro. <laughs> or oh, just maybe it is.
0: No, bro, you you knew exactly what that was. I mean, it's not like it depends. They can build something in, in Phoenix, but so as of right now, his words do hold true or weight that book ain't winning nothing in Phoenix. Gotta get I mean, out they
2: have they they finally have young pieces that cater to his game around. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Aiden has improved a lot um, over like since he came into the league. Um, you have people like Michael Bridges who seems like a really good role player on a really good team. Um, that
0: defense. They pushed him. <laughs>
2: yeah, they pushed uh, Booker back to his. Real position, which is the two, like they have been running him at point essentially. Um, but getting Ruby, Rubio helps him a lot. Um, yeah, like they just they have pieces, like Cam Johnson is pretty good. They got Kelly Ubre still, he's hurt right now, but yeah, they still got Kelly I know I was forgetting Cam. somebody, but yeah, Kelly Ubre. <clears throat> so, like, they have pieces. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they if that organization is committed to winning like that, like, they have that issue that, like, the Bucks used to have where, like, anytime they get a little bit of success, like, they push their chips all the way in. It's like, just do a slow build. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, um... I'm going to save Marty (laughs) Jannetty because I don't even want to touch that right now.
0: Uh, (laughs) Um, let me do this MLB. Okay. All right, so uh MLB real quick, the Cardinals three-game series against the Chicago Cubs this weekend was postponed after the league said two Cardinal players and one staff member tested positive for the coronavirus from samples collected over the past two days. Um in total, nine Cardinals players and seven staffers have tested positive since last week. The Cardinals haven't played since July 29th.
2: Like they <laughs> they might not play no more. I was gonna say, like, just pack it up. Like they probably missed what, like it's 60 games, so they say they've missed, what, like 10 games at least at this point? Like,
0: Damn, bro. They're going to miss about a week's worth of games.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it's yeah, that's, No, that's, more that's than that. Too much.
2: If July 29th, that's two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, they might as well go ahead and let that go.
2: But... And um, it's not just them that it's affecting. That's the problem. Like, the teams that they're scheduled to play can't play because they can't fill the team. Yeah. So you're just, like, nuking the whole entire... Baseball season or baseball schedule yeah. because one team can't control. Big players. Outbreak. Yeah. But they said. Not- their- and like, and obviously I, the, the players have personal responsibility to like take care of themselves and they didn't. Uh, but this is a systemic failure. Like you, they put the players in a position to fail. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like you got, sometimes you got to say people from themselves. Especially if you're trying to accomplish something collectively.
0: Yeah, well... Yeah, that's
2: the U.S. right now,
0: so... <laughs> we'll see what happens, man, because... Shit. Well, anyways, continuing on. Um, the Astros got in another fight. <laughs> so, uh, like this time... This Mason. Is, this, so, this is their second fight this year, but... Uh, so what happened is the Houston Astros and the A's got into a fight. Uh, Houston Astros hitting coach, Alex Centron made a vile comment to the Oakland A's outfit of Ramon Lerano um, regarding his mother, prompting Lerano to charge the Astros bench Sunday and lead into a melee expect uh, expected result in lengthy suspensions. The suspensions actually came out today, which mm-hmm. was Centron, who was the hitting coach got 20 games mm-hmm. and uh, Lerano got six games. And, They was pretty much saying that he was just talking bad about his mama, bro. Like, (laughs) pretty much so. Okay, so after being hit by a pitch for the third time in the series and second time in the game, Lerano pantomime towards pitcher uh, Umberto Castellano. Castellanos
2: Castellanos.
0: how to properly snap off a slider, prompting a response from the Astros bench. Lorano said that Centron uttered an expletive about him, which Lorano returned. Then Lorano told ESPN, Centron said in Spanish something you don't say about my mom. <clears throat> oh, he had to go try to get the hands, but I looked—I was looking at the video, and he got caught up. Somebody I'm stepped in between, it. right? Be- right before he got to him, somebody stepped in between. Then of course the coach was like, "Oh, what you got? What you got?" Somebody else came over and tackled the hell out and pounced, up, pounced on his ass like a damn cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he ain't even make it, boss. <laughs>
2: No, like I feel like the, the Astros are gonna be fighting a lot this year. Oh yeah.
1: Probably definitely
2: and it's funny, like this wasn't even about like the cheating shit. Like Hell no. Nah. Y'all just paying a, a larger target on your back.
0: <sighs> yeah, this, I mean, this is gonna be rough. This is gonna be a long man, it's gonna be rough. They luckily ain't 162 this year. <laughs> It'll been a long season, bro. They'll
1: don't say i forget. Plenty of L's. Yeah, on two it.
0: fights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: oh my god! has been terrible. Yeah, they're they gonna be on World Underground this week. <laughs> <laughs> right down <laughs> right, there fighting Shane McMahon. Going, Who next? Who next?
0: <laughs> <laughs> terrible, dude. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But yeah, the MLB need to get that shit together because it's, it's been rough.
2: I thought it was a lot of bad news this week. Shit.
0: Um, it's been a rough week.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2020 out here. Yeah. So rest in peace to uh James Harris, um better known as Kamala the Ugandan Giant. He died at age 70 due to coronavirus. Um yeah. like that's sad in itself, but as a result of his death, um David DTSS on Twitter um posted a thread about um how the Kamala gimmick came to be and, and it's pretty fucking gross. Um, so it's actually the brainchild of Jerry, the King Lawler. Um, he, I'll just read off. He said, Jerry Lawler is a painter. Um, I don't know if you know that, but once he saw a painting of quote unquote savages in Africa, and when he first saw James Harris, a young aspiring wrestler from Minnesota from Mississippi, his mind went to that painting and he created Kamala. It's a cruelly racist moment. Um, Kamala, the U- Ugandan giant, would be a staple of Memphis wrestling as a villain, scaring children and playing into stereotypes of black brutes and cannibals. Of course, this is also soon after Eddie Amin's cannibalism stories started breaking mainstream too. Despite all of that, James Harris will become one of the biggest draws in the territory, buying into his character and be- being one of the most feared villains in wrestling. He even reached the pinnacle, main eventing program, main eventing program a program with Hulk Hogan. Uh, being the fo- foil to Hogan in the '80s was like being cast as the next big Marvel villain. Harris achieved that. He would go on to have one last big feud with the Undertaker in the early '90s. Harris was yes saddled with an incredibly racist character, but like so many black entertain- entertainers before and since, he made the most of it and used his talents to rise above. So shout out to, James, well, rest in peace to James yes, Harris um, and fuck you to Jerry Lawler.
1: Yeah, definitely, fuck
2: him. I mean, on top of him being a creepy asshole, man.
1: Yeah.
2: Also <laughs> racist, so great. Anywho, talking about uh, gross wrestling stories. Can <clears throat> you want, I mean, Tim, you wanna take this? Sure, all right. <clears throat> Try to run through this one. This one's wild. So
0: randomly uh, on Facebook, Marty Jannetty uh, decided to have a confession to what seemed like a murder. So,
2: Marty Jannetty of uh, Rockers Fame, uh, what Shawn Michaels' WWE. original, yeah, Shawn Michaels' original tag team partner, got thrown through the plate uh, glass window. Please proceed.
0: All right. So, what he said was, "I never told no one this." Even my brother Gino, he posted it on Facebook. I never told no one this. Even my brother Gino, because Gino would have killed him. And I didn't want my brother gone. Hell, he'd only recently come home from Vietnam. I was 13, working at Victory Lane's bowling alley, buying weed from an anti-gay slur uh, that worked there. And he put his hands on me. He dragged me around to the back of the building. You already know what he was going to try to do. That was the first time I made a man disappear. Dot, dot, dot. They never Mm. found them. They should have looked in the Chattahoochee River. But Winnie, the girl in these pics, it was some chick that he was, I guess, sad about. Uh, I liked you so damn much. Probably my favorite. But I promised myself way back then, nobody would ever hurt me again. That includes you. I loved you, but you hurt me with your effing Jamaican jealousy. You can go your own way. I don't need you. What?
2: (laughs) Right. That last part, like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. So he been. I mean, the whole thing in. was wait, what? But like, where did yeah. Jamaican chick come from? Yeah.
0: Because the, the the chick, did you see, did you see the picture of the chick?
2: Uh-uh. Uh. No. Like black. She like she black. Women. Woman.
0: Woman. I'm sorry. Uh, she looked like she was uh, she looked like she was black or Jamaican. So I mean, I was she, like, man, I'm
2: assuming that's her. Yeah.
0: But no, I it just it,
2: I wasn't expecting that from like where he was going with the story. But yeah. No, apparently he killed a man.
0: Which is. Wild, and I think they have an investigation opened on him now.
2: But so didn't like? I feel like he's always saying wild shit on Facebook because I feel like he said something about like he met a woman that he didn't know was his daughter, and he was trying to talk to her or something like that. Wow, Jesus I Christ! It was something about a daughter that he wasn't.
0: Yeah, it was some. I was remember like, what you're saying. It was. It was, yeah. some,
2: it was some weird post a couple years ago, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> Again it's a lot going No, no segue <laughs> It's
0: uh, Like I said It's 20 Like you said 2020
2: is 2020 Yeah <laughs> It's like bro What the heck Uh Dame update He now has 61 Jeez Damn. Louise bro They're up one, one With four seconds left
1: 6-1 Damn Dame I'll tell you I do not want that smoke bro I do, <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> I do not <laughs> want that <laughs> I do not want to
0: see them in the playoffs dog. He on fire, bro. He, it's getting hotter.
2: Jesus. Uh, so I saw a tweet this I just got a tweet that says uh players with three 60-point games in a single NBA season. Um Wilt Chamberlain and Damian Lillard. That's the end of the list. Damn. Wow. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. That's a bad man. Yeah. I'm trying to update because, like, it's four seconds left, so I don't know who has the ball or what. <laughs> um, so, 70s Philadelphia 76ers star Ben Simmons partially dislocated his left kneecap in Wednesdays, last Wednesdays, 107-98 uh, victory over the Washington Wizards. Um, Simmons has undergone arthroscopic surgery on his left knee and will likely miss the remainder of the season. Yeah. So. The season from hell for the Sixers uh, continues. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I start. feel bad for Ben Simmons, but I don't feel yeah, bad for man. the Sixers. So, no. <laughs> that sucks, bro. Okay. No, uh, Ben injuries, seriously. Uh, <clears throat> oh, I guess it's the last story. Um, oh, last two. So per the athletic sources say that the NBA is exploring the idea of bringing the eight, non Orlando teams inside the bubble after other teams leave um, to give them a place to train safely. Um, so essentially the delete eight would then join the bubble after the first round of teams gets eliminated, um, which I think is next Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, so as NBA Players Association, National Basketball Players Association Executive Director Michelle Roberts has made clear all along the union has been skeptical of any basketball setting that does not match Orlando's approach in terms of precautions and protocol. Uh, but starting on August 17th, when six teams go home and the 16 team playoffs begin, space will be opening up inside this three hotel, three court, seemingly COVID free uh, community that they've created. Consider the Vacancy timeline from there, uh, from 16 teams to eight on September 1st, which will be the start of the second round, when players are allowed to bring family into the bubble for the first time. Four teams on September 15th, which is the start of the conference finals, and two teams on September 30th, um, the start of the NBA finals, with a possible game seven on October 13th. Um, So what do you guys think about bringing the Delete 8 into the bubble after other teams get eliminated?
1: That's cool. They're trying to give them an opportunity, you know, um, like everyone that has been in the bubble so far. So I don't see nothing wrong with it. It's cool that they're giving them a chance to actually be able to.
0: Yeah, I I agree with Ken. Like at least give them the opportunity to experience that. You know, a safe setting. Uh, get a lot of them to go through the training regimens like everybody else kind of had the chance to since they didn't. Mm-hmm. At least gives them some type of. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, why would... Well, the season's going to start in December. It'll give them an opportunity just to go ahead and get some training in in the meantime, because otherwise they'd be, they would have been stagnant for quite, some, oh, quite a bit longer than these other 22 teams were invited here. So at least it gives them an opportunity at some point to take a break and actually have some training to kind of keep some semblance of uh, shape and continuity and chemistry.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, like, essentially, it... I- I mean, the December 1st start date for next season is aggressive and probably won't be realistic. But even if we go with that as the earliest possible start date, these teams will still have over nine months in between competitive NBA games. Um, Mm -hmm. So bringing them into an environment where they can at least train um, and presumably play, you know, like do scrimmages and stuff like that against other um, against other teams like, would be beneficial to their player development? Because that's what they're concerned about is that, you know, teams like Washington and Sacramento, I would have said Phoenix before they went on their tear, but these teams that barely had a shot at making the playoffs, but they were included within the bubble, like, they feel like that's a competitive advantage that they're losing because they can't develop their young players at the same rate that these other teams are. <laughs> Especially because those teams would be the ones with the youngest teams, typically,
0: outside of Golden State, but – <laughs> They'll be the younger teams With the younger talent That they need to help With the player development And things like that So Yeah I can see that
2: Yeah And then the last thing We'll, we'll, we'll finish on a high note uh, Over the next 10 years The MB, The 13th NBA Sorry Hey uh, Remind me Ken Over the next 10 years The 30 NBA team governors Will contribute 30 million dollars annually Towards the NBA foundation was work to drive economic empowerment for black communities through employment and career advancement. So um I don't know if this is an impetus from the players or if the, the team owners came up with this on their own, but they are contributing to um, you know, black causes and black community outreach. Um so shout out to them.
0: Yeah, well like they money with yeah. I
2: mean like it's a bunch of billionaires, I feel like I don't want to be, you know... I hear you, but I mean, it's better than I don't want to be greedy, but it is better, <laughs> it's <than> better nothing. It's better than nothing. to drop in the bucket, but, you know... It's, you got to start somewhere. Uh, this, oh. Blow the whistle.
0: All right, now, that's enough out of you. You know what? Tee his ass up!
2: All right, so uh, actually, I actually have two blow the whistles. Blows, blows the whistle? I don't blow know how whistles? to uh, pluralize that. Uh, but... I'm gonna blow the whistle twice. That's <laughs> how I'm gonna say it. Uh the first is on Oakland A's bench coach bench coach Ryan Christensen. Um I'm just gonna say he did a Nazi salute on the field. Um Yeah, yeah, Ken. That that look on your face was my reaction as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you what the fuck? So, I haven't seen the video, but the way that it was described to me was that, like, they were doing, like, an air celebration, because, like, you're supposed fives. to be socially distancing. So, like, mm-hmm. the way that he did it and held it made it look like he was doing a Nazi salute.
0: Oh, no, his arm was straight out, bro. Like, yeah. straight out, knife hands, the whole nine, bro. And then... Some one of the guys came by and looked at it, and was like bro, what the fuck? Pinch his elbow in, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, ha ha ha! Then turned around and did it again, bro. I'm like, bro, what you oh, on? No. What nah, are you I'm on? That. Like he yeah, fixed fuck. it for you. He stopped. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Fix that. He's the. I think he was a, a another hitting coach or a pitching coach. One of the two. I'm like, bro, these bench coaches getting nothing. They on some other shit this season. Yeah, they walling. <laughs> they walling, bro. They
2: walling up. So he, um, both Ryan Christensen and the A's both put out statements. Um, First from Christensen, he said, I made a a mistake and I will not deny it. Today in the dugout, I greeted players with a gesture that was offensive. In the world today of COVID, I adopted our elbow bump, which we do after wins, to create some distance with the players. My gesture unintentionally resulted in a racist and horrible salute that I do not believe in. What I did is unacceptable and I deeply apologize. The A's said, um, A's bench coach Ryan Christensen greeted players with a gesture that looked like a Nazi salute. We do not support or condone this gesture or the racist sentiment behind it. This is incredibly offensive, especially in these times when, as a club, so many others are working to expose and address racial inequalities in our country. We are deeply sorry that this happened on our playing field. Like While I appreciate them not running from it and actually addressing it like I feel like that's kind of weak, and more action needs to be taken. Like they did it just as even without your explanation that the dude was corrected and continued to do it. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's no situation where I'm gonna look at it like, oh, he accidentally did a, a Nazi salute. Like everybody knows what that damn gesture means. Everybody, everybody. Like I think it was Laura Ingraham, like. She did the shit at like the Republican convention and shit. Like these people know what they're doing. Hell like, I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. So, blow the whistle on you, sir. Uh, and my second one is on Twitter, which I feel like could be <laughs> that could be like a weekly occurrence. Um, <laughs> Daily. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. Every week we could talk about it, but yeah. this week. Uh, flagrant activity. Um, so, Donovan Mitchell posted a live that seemed Bro. to be accidental. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was, there were some weird sounds coming from,
0: I no know weird sounds, I know what that was. Macaroni.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, it sounded like,
0: <laughs> Bro. Somebody was I,
2: really enjoying the macaroni that Donovan Mitchell was stirring. That's what it sounded like.
0: I said it. I told him. I was like, whatever bad chicks that got hired in there, it's a rap, bro. It's a rap, bro. You think they finna stay away for months? Shit.
2: Shit. Like, ser- like seriously, it <laughs> sounds like we'll they, snuck some, they snuck some work into the bubble. Um, work is
0: already working there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, which again, like that, it sounds it's it's funny. Like, if somebody accidentally uploads sex sounds to their Instagram Live when you're supposed to be in a celibate environment, like,
0: like people don't crack bro. jokes. The news was coming. And we knew it was coming.
2: That's a double entendre. Um, we knew it was coming. <laughs> See what you did there, sir. Um, but where it <laughs> took a turn was when people started making jokes about Taylor Rooks being the no, person in the audio. Oh, don't do that. Wow, really? I didn't know that. Seriously, like it, it got to the point where she had to make a response on her Twitter. Like, people really keep disrespecting her, like, wow. as
0: a journalist,
2: as a woman, like, just because you know? she's attractive, bro. Like, that's wow. Like Taylor Rooks was trending on Twitter because people were cracking the same weak ass joke about her wow. being the woman, and so yeah, like people pay a lot of lip service to respect women and you know all that shit, but like there's a reason why like people like why we keep pushing for it and like why like this misogyny and sexism like within sports is just is is it's a serious problem and and. I don't know, like, just be better. Like, I mean, damn, bro. I uh, I can't right. see nothing better. I can't say anything further than that. Just be better. Respect with, like, treat treat women like human beings. Like that, it's just it's whack as fuck. Like, be better. That's all I got. Absolutely. Five, four, three, two, one. Tech top five. All right, top 5. Uh last week we did uh top 5 bar drinks. Um, and Tim and Ken actually tied. Uh, so congratulations fellas. Um tag team chess. Out here. <laughs> I should have known the bucket twins would uh tie for the win.
0: <laughs> hey, bro, what's stopping us?
1: All
2: right. <laughs> Uh, so, this week, our top five is the top five game winners of the last decade. So, starting with the 2010-2011 season, the top five game-winning shots. That doesn't necessarily have to be buzzer beaters. So, like, there can be a little bit of time on the clock, but, like, essentially cut, cut shots to win the game.
0: Oh, shit. Well, then let me go ahead and add the one that I was looking at. Uh, that's, that's yeah. Um, I'm going to take uh, that one off he <laughs> took a
2: number one off and shit. You're right.
0: No, I took my five off.
2: <laughs> but I think finally, this finally after three two. years he gets he gets the object of the game.
0: No, because the number two Dropping down to five. <laughs> uh one. Yeah, two, three, four, five. Okay. I'm All ready. right, this
2: is riveting radio Tim. You ready? I'm ready. All right, go ahead. U T. All
0: right, number five. I'm going to go Ray Allen shot versus San Antonio when he's with uh, Miami. Forced overtime, even though I said the whole time before that shot even happened, I was like, this shot shouldn't even took place. It was a whole bunch of shit that happened before that. (laughs) Miami should have turned that ball over. But race forever in history with this big-ass shot. Number four, I'm going to go with uh, Kawhi versus Philly last year. That was a big ass shot. It was beautiful. It was the way the bounce, and then the, the 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 climax with the the waiting, and the it was just a beautiful buzzer. Are you describing the shot or other activities? It's the shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three, same playoffs. Dame versus OKC. Send them home. Waving bye bye to Paul George. Great defense. Just don't send that man out there to guard the last shot of the game. Uh, number two, I'm gonna go with KD versus the Cavs.
2: Big mm-hmm.
0: ass shot, I like, coming down. I think it was about 50 seconds left in that game, but man, that was a dagger. That that took all the air. <laughs> like everybody in mama knew, that took the air. That was it. Um, and number one, I'm going Steph versus OKC when he hit that crazy, ha- damn near from half court. Yeah, that was forty. <laughs> that was just crazy. 40, 40 footer.
2: Yeah, that was a wild shot. Um, see, I want to go with that shot, but I'm gonna go a little different. So it was also a regular season game, but Russ versus Denver that year that he like to clinch the triple double season. Mm-hmm. Like you he had a, wing? a red, huh? When he caught it like deep wing, yeah. Like he he that also was like damn near forty feet, like from the corner yeah. and shit.
0: He spotted up like it was shit. Yeah, like he was stepping <laughs> shit.
2: Uh, uh, so four, I also have Kawhi versus Philadelphia. Like he said, like just all the bounces and like that's the probably the most memorable, just because it's like that shit bounced. Like first of all, he ran clear across the court, full jumped, speed, <laughs> launched it,
0: faded away.
2: Yeah. Like everybody's just waiting with bated breath, like uh 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 yeah, like and you, so. And you can literally hear the crowd all like gasp, like mm-hmm, and yeah. You got dead silent, and you just hear the ball
0: bouncing off the rim.
2: Like that was some movie shit. Like that would be some shit that you see in the movie. Like that don't never happen. It, Man, that was a good yeah. Um, three. Much uh, damn Tim, we almost got the same list. Uh, three. I got Dame versus OKC. Um, when he dotted playoff P's I. um, <laughs> <All> <laughs> and then wave by like that, it was actually the wave that really did it. Like he's like, <laughs> yeah, bye, go home. He's out of there. Uh, <laughs> Two, I Ray Allen against San Antonio. Um, like the impressive part of I mean, like like you said, a lot went into that moment, but the impressive part for me was Ray Allen backpedaling to the corner. Gain his feet behind the line without going out of bounds, never looking down at all, catching, shoot, rising, and shooting all in the same motion. Like, as soon as he saw, like, that ball coming off, he was backpedaling. Full speed, stop, catch the ball, shoot. Like, apparently so he contestant. practiced that same exact move, like, before the game. Like, how do you even imagine that that's some shit that's going to happen within the game where you have to react that way? You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, I think of they, everything. That's a level
2: <laughs> of preparation that I was unaware <laughs> happened. Um, and number one is it, it won him a championship. So Kyrie against Golden State.
0: Mm. Yeah, okay. The three in one shot.
2: Yeah. Mm. Again, talk about <laughs> shots that should have never happened in the first yeah. place. Like <laughs> that was a big oof,
0: that was a big shot. It's been some crazy moments in the NBA dog. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Camille did not send in the list. Um, So, okay.
1: Um, At number five, I have Kyrie versus um, Golden State. Um, Number four, Steph Curry, OKC, um, the 40 footer. Mm -hmm. Um, Number three, Dame versus OKC. Um, Number two, Dame again versus The Rock.
2: (laughs) I had that one. He said, he said, Paul George. <laughs> yeah he he sent Paul George and Pat Babb home before. <laughs>
1: and then um number one, Ray Allen, For all the reasons that Eric just said. Fair
2: enough.
0: There you have it. Then there you have it.
2: All right, we can go into the um just sign off. Oh shit, I guess Camille started the shit. Uh, <laughs> uh shit, what do she say?
0: You can catch me.
2: Oh, man, I don't know if she said that part, but like she go like, did she just start with the social?
0: You can find me on Twitter, C A M I L L M O N A E because
2: you left off the so you left off the of E. Oh,
0: C A M I L L E M O N A E because there we go.
2: Her mom, Her mom is, is fancy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and
0: Thank don't you, add it on Facebook because she ain't gonna. She ain't gonna. <laughs> you know you
2: motherfuckers. Uh, I'm at Buxbury on Twitter. So you get. Oh, goddamn right!
0: Jesus Christ!
1: (laughs) Um, Shit, everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram. Okay, here is two sixteen on Twitter or Snapchat. I always forget my own shit.
0: Every week, we can't go. It's like the uh, bad itis. You you giving it to Eric? Awesome. And it's your boy T-I-M-K-I-N-Z D the- number three A.K.A. Ass him A.K.A. Mr. Give it to me
2: <laughs> So long I wonder ago. I wonder if people That listen for the first time Be like Did he just say <laughs> Ass him? <Ketchum?" laughs> you heard what you heard <laughs> <laughs> We know he Eats <laughs> booty Chicks <laughs> Alright y'all This has been A
0: presentation Of the Break Break Media